Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. In a 2024 January winter savings sale, LeafGuard, your ticket to a worry-free home this winter. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else, alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality, and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, time's picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, it's the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that stock. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% And he's spitting fire and Mike got him out the dryer. He's hot. You know, the difference in the game was was some of their shooters making shots. Kane came in and went one of one from three. And Noah Thomason goes three for six from three. And, you know, their freshman number four goes one of three. And, and Justin Hill comes in and, and and Hill goes three for seven from three. And then, and then you look at our three-point numbers. If you look at every other statistical category, both teams shot 22 uh, foul shots. You know, the turnovers are, are 15 to, to 13. You bring up why did we, you know, score 42 one half and 24 the other. I, we took much better care of the basketball, five second half turnovers, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, the, the, the 10 turnovers that we had at halftime. We did a really bad job taking care of the basketball in the first half, and uh, second half took a little bit better care of the basketball. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, well, we've had, uh, thank God for Quinn, we've had two of our guests bail today now. Got a whole 20 minutes heads up, Barrett can't come on. Ugh. Literally just tasted Probably them. because he didn't pick Michigan. <laughs> Get in here and take your beating, Salee, you little knucklehead. Anyway, Razorbacks lost last night. Speaking of taking a beating to a uh, Georgia team that frankly ain't good. Georgia's not a tournament team, right? No. I don't. Well, Maybe. I don't They've think They've won so. 10 in a row, but I don't think so. I don't think Georgia's that good. I think they're a bottom tier <clears throat> SEC team. Who's the? They beat Florida State. That was the quality win, right? No, Florida State sucks. They yeah. suck. It's a terrible Florida State There's... team. Florida State T lost to like North Alabama or Lipscomb or somebody earlier yeah, this bad. year. Not that that's bad. I love the A Sun, but which is you're not supposed to lose those games. Yeah, Florida <laughs> State has been a really good program, but yep. the last two years they've been bad. Same coach, Leonard Miller. What's he like? Seventy five now. Leonard Miller. Leonard. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Leonard. Leonard Miller. Leonard's his last player. name. Plays for the Timberwolves. Your brain's brother. full of N- NBA garbage. His little brother, Emmanuel Miller, is the best player on TCU, by the way. TCU had a good night? They did. They beat ninth-ranked Oklahoma. Razorback women play tonight, by the way. Mississippi State going for two straight SEC wins. Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Thank Hamilton. you, Ethan. I know uh, his first name, yeah. Oh, God, we just turned to morning, ma'am. So sad. 
Love you guys. Have fun in Aspen. Anyway, what now? I was just saying women play tonight. That's good. That's important. State. Let's talk about it. Get Let's two go. straight wins. They're coming off a 40-point victory. Let's go. The women are winning. I wasn't done with the men yet, but okay. Anyway. If you missed it earlier, men did not play well, and they got outscored how much on turnovers? It was... 25 to 10. Uh, 25 to 10. Very good, Wes. Arkansas made 15 and 22 free throws, but a rough night for... Uh, uh, Jalen Graham, who was four of eight from the floor, but one of six at the line. Arkansas was only out rebounded, forty to thirty nine. Lineup change resulted in Makai Mitchell playing uh, about twenty three minutes. He had seven points, six rebounds, and three blocks, but he turned it over four times, which is problematic. Seven points, and Arkansas shot three of twenty one from the three point line. Not good. Not good. Fourteen percent. Yeah, that's bad. You're not gonna win a lot of games like that. Uh, key is maybe just don't take. Very many, like you know, eight or nine. They're fun. not a bad three-point shooting team, though. Usually. They've improved right. this year. Sure, their the percentage was. What do you always say? Picked a bad day to have a bad day. Mm. Picked a bad day to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about thirty-four percent. If they shoot great last night, let's just say they shoot forty-five percent. They smoke them. Yeah, somewhere between thirty-three and thirty-four. Or at least they win. Um, all right, yeah, Arkansas women tonight, and they are playing against their former teammate. Again, I don't understand the backstory here, but I, I don't get how you go to a school for five, five years and then go, oh, you know what? My last year, I'm going to change schools. I get it if there's money on the table. Like, I understand why guys like, you know. Pooh. KJ. Paul. Yeah, I get it. Aaron Barnum played 65 games in Walton Arena as a Razorback. Tonight, she'll play as a Bulldog with Mississippi State. She's averaged 8.5 points, 6.9 rebounds, 1.4 assists per game. And Mississippi State is 13-4, and four, but they've lost both of their SEC games. And Arkansas, of course, same record overall and 500 in conference play. It's a late start. It's on the SEC Network if you'd like to watch. By the way, did you uh, – Caitlin Clark had a triple-double last night again. Saw that. She's dumb. So did good. The, uh, did the half-court shot where she got fouled, did it count? I didn't see it. Oh, it was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, what's new? Uh, a couple other news and notes from the world of – Razorback land. I guess I should mention, too, Tennessee lost at Mississippi State men last night. Ole Miss men scored 103 points with Chris Beard as the head coach. Put that down. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Virginia ever scores 100 points in a game, I'm going to have a freaking heart attack. Mm. All right? Let me just tell you that straight up. But I never thought Beard would have a team that would score 100. But they outscored Florida 103-85. Arkansas, of course, playing the Gators this coming weekend. Uh, tell me what you got. What's uh, what's going on in the Hill? Got some good news about the program because oh. the program doesn't suck? Yeah, they they're, they're struggling, right? The, the whole pro is that what that everything's the, terrible. Yeah. And who's responsible for hiring these people? Why don't you just call him out by name? His name's Hunter Urichek, <laughs> for God's sakes. Uh, just got an email during the break. Arkansas is now ranked number eight in the Directors Cup final fall standing. So it was a good fall for Razorback Sports. Is number good? eight in the country. There's only like nine teams, though, right? <laughs> no. Oh, everybody in the country. Oh, in the country. Yes. This is not in the SEC. Yeah. Huh. That seems pretty good, Wes. He's pretty good. Only one of three SEC teams even in the top 25. How about that? No. This includes men and women's cross country, football, women's field hockey, which they don't have, men's and women's soccer. Volleyball. Uh, women's volleyball. Men's water polo. Oh, they don't have that either. No. 272 we points. we'd be even higher. Yeah. Maybe. What? 33 SEC championships in the last six years. Huh. Fifteen in just the last three years. They're doing okay. Yeah, I know. You only care about football and men's basketball. That's okay, and maybe baseball, and baseball a little bit. Yeah. Arkansas Edge, the official NIL collective of the Razorbacks, is announcing its newly appointed executive director, Chris Bauer. It signals, they say, this is in the press release, a pivotal change or pivotal phase of growth and development to the collective. He's a native Arkansan and alum. At Arkansas. I don't know where he's from. Hot Springs. Well, thank you, Wes. How do you know? I read the press release. Boom. So cool. You can read. <laughs> um, yep. Anyway. So, their pot of money now has a leader. Very important guy. I guess. You want to help? You want to get some of those players like Ron Holland? Yeah. Hunter Dickinson? Yeah. Donate no. to the edge. No, I'm good. You guys take care of that. All right, 1115, uh, Quinn Grovey going to join us here in a sec. We'll talk to him about all the coaching moves. And again, uh, Arkansas will not have to play against Nick Saban again. And they didn't have to play against him today 
or this year today this year because uh they're not on the schedule and that's okay but they won't be playing against him anytime ever because he's hanging up uh, i saw a picture or i guess maybe it was a short video um he was at work this morning maybe getting some things together i'm sure it takes a while to clean out uh, all the years worth of items but anyway let me get uh get Quinn on here I don't know why I don't have his open up, but that's all right. It's time to groove with Groby with an all-time great Razorback quarterback. Takes a cut inside of the 10 to the 5. He'll score. Touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability. Did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst Quinn Groby. Grooving with Groby is brought to you by Bell & Sward at 1011 Oak Street in Conway. From boots to suits, they have everything for the best-dressed man. Now, let's groove. Okay, let's do there were a number of times we had Quinn on this year, and I wasn't in a great mood, and he fakes it well, but I don't know that he was in a great mood. But this is a reason to be joyous today, Quinn, even though the Razorback football season is over, and everybody else's is too. But the great Nick Saban has stepped down, and I'm not saying that Alabama's going to go in the toilet now all of a sudden, but let's be honest. It's got to be at least a little bit easier to beat them the next time Arkansas plays them now, right? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, every coach, every administrator deep down is saying, yeah, it's good that that guy's leaving uh, because he's just been so dominant over his his tenure at Alabama. And so, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm like, you know what, the first time we catch a break from Alabama not having him on the schedule, he leaves. Let's put him back on and see if we can go ahead and get one. Uh, No, actually, let's just wait until they come back to the rotation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, he has been – uh, he's been a thorn in a lot of people's sides. Uh, I, you know, he's gotten guys fired from LSU and Auburn several times, multiple times, and because they couldn't beat him. Uh, it's just a, a seismic shift in the landscape of college football. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I do believe this. I do believe that Nick didn't just wake up after the loss to Michigan and said, hey, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I think Alabama already has a plan in place. I think they know exactly where they're going to go. And Jimmy Sexton is going to be the puppeteer with all that. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how he decides where his guys are going to go because when you talk about all the guys that can deal with that job, who can handle that spotlight, who can follow a legend like that, there's only a handful of guys that can probably really have the bravado to make that happen. Yeah. And I'm sure they know exactly where they're going to go. Well, I just saw a tweet a minute ago before I came back in here, and it suggested that the landing move to Alabama is not happening. Mm-hmm. So he, if, he has announced he's returning to Oregon and will not pursue the Alabama job. He will pursue more money in his contract, though, I'm guessing. <laughs> so, uh, All right, so if no landing, who's the, is there an obvious choice that makes perfect sense to you, Quinn? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that there is an obvious choice. I mean, I think there are a handful of guys that you would take a look at. Like you would take a look at Dabo, but I think that's five years too late. Uh, you know, his Clemson team is was the darling of college football, and he would have been a natural replacement, being a an alum and and so so on and so forth. And then I think you just really got to start taking a look at the guys on Nick Saban's tree. I mean, you know, you know Sark. Uh, Kiffin, I mean, both those guys would be guys that I, I'm sure that you would take a look at. Uh, but I, I think it could potentially be somebody outside of uh, Saban, Saban's um, tree as well, because a lot of times when when leaders hire people, they go the opposite direction of the person that just left. And so I don't know if that's going to take place in this particular situation. Uh, so uh, you know, you know, could a uh, could could now Alabama go say, all right, Jim Harbaugh. You know, what do you think about it? I don't oh. think that would happen. But I'm just saying, I, I think that Alabama can feasibly, feasibly sit down with anybody. Right. And they're going to sit down with them and talk mm-hmm. about it and think about it. So all bets are off, man. I You know, I don't know exactly who it's going to be, uh, but it's going to be a small pool of guys that, that can really carry the torch. They don't want – Alabama's not going back. They're not going back. They're not going back to the Mike Shula days. Oh, they're not doing that. They they just <laughs> they're not going to do that, or that coach will not be there long. So it's going to be fun to watch this process and see how that shift really impacts college football because it's going to be somebody with a big job right now. 
Bet Online before Dan Lanning made his announcement had uh, the odds already lowered on Dan Lanning. This morning at seven o'clock, he was minus three hundred to be the new head coach. Then they shifted it to minus one fifty. Now, of course, with Lanning announcing, so it, it, the feeling is they knew a little something, something was going on. Mike Norvell this morning at 7 a.m. was plus 1,000. Right now, he is plus mm. 150. And DeBoer was plus 800 this morning. Now he's plus 200. So those are two guys that the odds have moved way up. Like, they may know a little something. Well, yeah, and I don't know DeBoer's background. We were talking about him earlier. Christian mentioned him. And certainly a guy that just coached the national championship game would be an attractive option, I would think, Quinn. But how important do you think the fit is from a regional standpoint, having some experience in this part of the country, coaching, understanding the fan bases, that kind of thing? Because, I mean, look, Washington's a great program, and they've had some really, really high-level success over the years, not just this year, but going back 20, 30 years. But coaching in Seattle is not the same as coaching in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, well, I, I think being uh, not being naive about the SEC, not being naive about the expectations of Alabama, because a lot of coaches want to have that cachet that Nick Saban has, but a lot of people don't know what it took to get there. They don't know what what he's doing every single day. I think that job is an animal job, and and so you know uh, you really got to understand that. But I think first and foremost, Alabama is looking for the best football coach. Uh, I think that that's going to be the priority that they're looking for. I think understanding the 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 SEC and understanding the South is 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 important. And Nick Saban was one of those guys who spent time at the L- at LSU and and uh, knew knew the SEC. I think that that helps in understanding the grind that you have to deal with uh, and then, and how you have to fight for players and you know all the transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. I just think they're going to be looking for the best football coach. And, and, and the coach at Washington, I mean, he is a great, great football coach. He could be somebody that they would take a look at as well. But I don't. I just don't know that he has the track record right, right. now. I mean, he's done great at Washington. I just think that they're going to be looking for somebody who's done it over a, a long period of time that still has a lot of runway that can really keep Alabama moving in the right direction. What about Norvell? As a fit, do you think? And I'm also guessing he's got a pretty sizable buyout. And he is the yeah. Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year, just announced. Congratulations, former UCA Bear. Way to go, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is he is taking his career to a new level, I mean, especially with what they did at, at Florida State this past season. I mean, he's a, he's a guy who can coach. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I just wonder about, oh, man, I don't, I don't know, man. I, Florida State. Is a big job, and you got to replace a legend like a you know a Bobby Bowden. I mean, he's always looming over you, and that's what Nick Saban and Bear Bryant is going to do at Alabama. So, he's got some things that uh, that could help him out in that job. I just, man, when, <laughs> when you step into that job, you <laughs> I don't know if the grass is always greener in, in that particular situation because that is going to be a bear of a job. But Mike Norvell is no doubt one of the best coaches in the country. And uh, he's definitely going to be on that short list. Yeah, well, at least for him there, there was some pad in between. Like, he wasn't the next guy after right, right. after Bowden. And yeah. following Saban, I don't care who you are, it's going to be tough. But the mm. one thing Norvell could argue is, if I go undefeated at Alabama, they ain't leaving me out of the playoff, <laughs> I don't care what my quarterback's doing. <laughs> and now if they're going to 12, it's a non-issue anyway, but still. So. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I, yeah, he he's going to have an opportunity, and that's I think that's what a lot of coaches are going to look at too, man. I think that that's a good point that nobody's really talking about. I mean, can I still get to the college football playoff and not have to take a job like that with all the pressure? So I, you know that that could be a component that they take a look at. I'd you know, be like, man, if I can get in and, and get my players and get. Uh, my team ready to go in a 12-team playoff, maybe I don't have to deal with that that scrutiny day in and day out. But mm-hmm. when you're at that level, the guys that are going to get a look at this job, they're dealing with scrutiny on a daily basis. So oh, no. uh, it shouldn't bother them. Yeah, the ironic thing is that Norvell couldn't get an undefeated team into the playoff, and if he's at Alabama and he loses twice, he'll still be in the postseason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the 12 teams. 10-2, and two, you're yeah. in. So, anyway, uh, what do you think of the championship game, Quinn? Oh man, I was really shocked. I, you know, I really thought, and we talked about it, uh, that that Michigan was, was going to have to run the football and be very physical at the point of attack, and they were. I mean, they just absolutely ate Washington up on that little counter draw. Um, just, I mean, touchdown after touchdown, they were able to run the football. You could see Michigan was the most physical team. There's no doubt about it. But I thought Washington with 
um, you know, Penix and his three wide receivers, they were going to cause a lot of problems. But Michigan was very, very physical with Penix. I mean, they, I, I thought they disrupted him. That's the first time that I really saw him, like, miss throws, like, miss really open throws. And there was, a, like, a key third down in that first half that he missed that could have changed the game. Uh, but he was just a little off. And you've got to give Michigan a lot of credit uh, at what they did. I mean, they attacked. They hit him. And uh, to me, that was the difference in the football game. But 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 Michigan was was physical. And to me, uh, when you can run the football, stop the run, get after the quarterback, those three components are going to lead you to a championship. And that's what took place. Quinn, I had a theory. Let me throw this at you. I feel like all week, by looking at the game plan, there were a lot of quick, short throws that Washington was doing. And I feel like that was their game plan. We're going to get the ball out of his hands. We're going to beat this pass yep. rush. And they were just preaching it all week. Quick, get the ball out of your hands. Let's go, you know, go, go, go. And there, there were times, and I think we're thinking of the same play when the receiver's running down the field wide open, you just a little patience. You know, just it, it was mm-hmm. like he was hurried and rushed, and he wasn't on that play. There was no one around him. Just yep. If he takes his time and throws it, I just wonder if they had preached that so much in his mind all week he was trying to get rid of the ball so quickly that sometimes it, it caused him to be inaccurate and miss wide-open receivers by not seeing them. If he had taken the time to look, he had guys running down the field wide open. No, I think that that, that plays a part uh, in, in, in his play and, and, and what he's trying to do from a quarterback perspective. You know, he knew Michigan from a, looking at the tape, they were going to come. And, and a lot of times Michigan was not bringing like six uh, five and six. I mean, they were just doing a nice job of scheming up and, and bringing what they needed to bring to get pressure while still having coverage. Um, you know, I thought in some of those situations where you knew the where you got the football out really, really quickly, maybe that's one of those times where you go, you know what, let's go ahead and match protect right here. And I and you, we may have all not <laughs> eight guys blocking, and I got two guys out on on the, on the route, and uh, I'm just going to let them see if they can go win. You got those type of receivers at Washington. Uh, but they they never really tried to take advantage of that. And Michigan was playing a, a single high safety a lot of times back there deep to really try to keep the deep ball from happening. But um, yeah, I, I thought that they just impacted him and affected him in a lot of different ways, mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And so you got to give that defense a, a lot of credit uh, for what they did because slowing them down. And 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 we talked about it West uh, the week last week. I thought that Michigan was pretty prepared for a team like Washington simply because in the Big Ten they were getting ready for C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Chris Olave, those guys. Ohio State kind of went to that format, and so they, they kept their physicalness, but then they were also to be able to, they were able to play finesse and disrupt the quarterback, and that's what won them the game. Quinn Bolimmer going to the Senior Bowl. Congrats to him. Obviously not a great season for that offensive line, but glad to see him getting some personal recognition. It was also announced, I saw this in Tom Murphy's story this morning in the Democrat Gazette, A.J. Green to Oklahoma State. Apparently, if you can't beat him, run against him. I don't know what the deal is there. Anyway, but he's uh, going to be playing against Arkansas potentially next year when the Hogs go to Stillwater. Well, when you go to the senior, you get that invite to the Senior Bowl. That's that's one of the most prestigious ones you can get. Mm-hmm. I mean, that this it's so high profile down there. Scouts, I mean, all the scouts are down there. I mean, general managers are down there. So you have an opportunity to make a shift in in your draft projections. Uh, so congratulations to Bo. I mean, that's that's a great opportunity for him, and uh, I, I know he'll be excited about that. And then AJ Green, I mean, uh, he's back in the state of Oklahoma. Headed to Stillwater. We're going to have to see him next year. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see how Mike Gundy uses him. But I think I think Oklahoma State just got their big running back back, right? I mean, uh, they're, they're a top 20 preseason, so I assume he is coming yes, back. Yes, he is. I saw a tweet yeah, saying played. they could have the best running back combination in the Big 12. That's yeah, that's going to be that's going to be thunder and lightning for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, big boy uh, from uh, Oklahoma State can really tote it. He can get downhill and he's fast as well. And then you drop in an AJ Green, mm-hmm. that's going to give Mike Gundy a whole lot of toys to to play with. Well, that's just great. <laughs> anyway, Quinn, before we let you go, give me a uh, upset this weekend in the NFL. You got a couple of home underdogs this week with the Texans and the Lions. No, the Lions no, are favored. Buccaneers. I'm sorry, the Buccaneers, thank you. On Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs, Packers at Cowboys, Steelers at Bills, Rams on the road. I like the Rams on the road, honestly, catching three. But anyway, what do you think? 
Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I'm a Rams guy, and I do believe that Sean McVay has done a great job of just really navigating all the injuries that the Rams have had mm-hmm. and still giving them an opportunity to get into the playoffs. I mean, Puka Nakua was, was probably the biggest pickup that they, they found because he was able to keep them on track, and then the emergence of Kyron Williams has been really, really good. Sean McVay is a tough, tough out. So first upset, just simply because they're not favored. I'm going with the Rams over the Lions. And then the second one, I'm going with, uh, and you've got to pay money to watch it, I guess, on Peacock. I'm going with uh, the Dolphins over the Chiefs. I, okay. I just think that even though it's going to be like the wind chill is going to be negative something, something, something. Um, I, think, I hope it's only negative something, something. If it's something, 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 it's going to be bad, dude. Somebody's going to die up there. And I know Miami does not like that, but I, I, I'm going with the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs. I just don't know if they're going to be able to generate enough offense, even though Patrick says, hey, we're ready to go. Yeah, I'll take four and a half with the Dolphins, I think. I don't know if I like them to win, but I think they can hang in there. And look. When you get to zero, I've been saying this all week. As a guy who grew up in the Midwest, when you hit zero, I worked in northern Minnesota for a year, too. I don't care if you <laughs> live there or if you're visiting there or if you've never been there before. It sucks, and there ain't no way to make it good. So the 11 dudes on the field are the only ones that are not dying. Everybody else standing there on the sideline, I don't care how many heaters you got, it's awful. So when you're moving around, you're not thinking about it. But, man, when you're on the sideline, it blows. So we'll see. But I, I think it'll be a close uh, close game. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can generate offense on a freezing cold day. So, yeah. anyway. Mm. All right, Quinn, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. I get, this is it, it. This is it. As Kenny this Loggins once sang. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I want to appreciate Eric Sward and Bell and Sward for sponsoring this segment. And uh, can't thank them enough. It's been great. Hopefully y'all do it again next year. <laughs> We're in. I'll get them signed up right now. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right, buddy. See ya. That's Quinn Groby up in uh, Fayetteville. And when we come back, since Barrett Salee pulled the rug out from us, we're just going to play a bunch of saving stuff. I love these saving clips. Hilarious. Play one into the break here. A little more from Musselman coming up later on as well. And we'll talk about these NFL games a little bit more in depth. And if you want to weigh in, you can. A few different ways. 661-1037. That's the phone number. Hit us up on Twitter. At Wes underscore more. Two S's, two O's, one underscore. At C Weaver, 1037. At Justin Acre 7. And you can also... Get us on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line. Same phone number, 501-661-1037. And uh, we're available on the live fan feedback through our Listen Live button. It's brought to you by the Gangster Museum of America. Questions of the day again, Christian. Give me an update if you can. What do you got? Yes, our questions of the day are which head coach that uh, got fired or retired yesterday is more likely to come back to coaching, Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll? So far, Belichick is leading it at 54%. Neither is getting 20%. Carroll, 15%, and both 11%. And then our <laughs> other question today is, does Arkansas make the NCAA tournament? Um, people are uh, obviously living in the moment. 82% of people say no. Wow. I don't know if that's living in the moment or being realistic. Uh, it's a little I, of both. Yes. Uh, I'm in that no camp. If they had won last night, what would it have been? Probably more like 60-40, maybe 50-50. Yeah. So there's a little bit of the moment, I suppose, but I wasn't going to put them in there anyway. Um, let me ask you this. I voted yes, by the way. You're a psychopath. You're an optimist. Question, you're a lunatic. I'm optimistic, yeah. You're crazy, and I love you, but you're nuts. Question of the day, tomorrow. Will one of the players, or coaches, or staff members for the Dolphins of the Chiefs be treated for frostbite after the game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes or no? I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm no. generally... Genuinely, not generally, genuinely concerned about the health and well-being of people in that freaking stadium for four hours. And when people get drunk, they don't realize that they're being exposed in the same way. Like, there are going to be some bad stories come out of that. That is bad news, dude. Well, it's probably more than four hours because they're going to be tailgating. That'll be limited, I imagine. They'll, and then they'll, they'll go to the stadium, and then the game's three hours, and then it's not like you game's over, you're right in the heater. It's going to take you a little bit to get How to the car. the ice bowl? 27. It was in the negatives, I think. I don't know. You remember last year we had that, it was like zero degrees here. It was, I mean, really bad. Our heater froze up, and I was outside trying to thaw uh, the drip line. Right. And I had everything on that I could wear. It was miserable. It's miserable. And I was only out there for like 20 minutes. I can't imagine being out there for three or four hours. I'm seriously concerned about it. So, anyway... Uh, I don't mean to be so dramatic, but here's the good news. None of us are going to see it anyway because we're on Peacock. So, okay. What water and holes got Peacock? I need to know. Walk-ons. Do they? Okay. What time's the Razorback game? Three. Boy. Perfect. 
You can get it there for the early game, catch a basketball game, catch a football game, and uh, call an Uber. Hang out, watch us on the post-game show. Yeah. Get in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore every day from 10 to 1. Live from the Oakwan Racing Casino Resort Studios on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. In just 24 hours, three legendary coaches are no longer on the sidelines. First up yesterday, news broke that Pete Carroll was out in Seattle. Carroll coached there for 14 years and won one Super Bowl. Of course, before that, he built a college football dynasty at USC. He's expected to enter semi-retirement and be an advisor for the Seahawks. Then it was announced that Nick Saban will be retiring. He coached at Alabama for 17 years, winning six national championships there. He won one national championship at LSU prior to coming to Alabama. And in the NFL this morning, the Patriots are parting ways with Bill Belichick after 24 seasons and six Super Bowl titles. New England had a winning record in 20 of his 24 seasons, but were just 29 and 38 since Tom Brady left. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. Is your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe in a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. See shelter agents Brian Cress or Caleb Green in North Little Rock or in Brinkley Sea Agent Hunter Cornelison. Hey y'all, this is Brandy and Leah from Frontier Diner, home of real country cooking. We have the best breakfast around. Check out our Facebook page for our daily lunch specials such as meatloaf, beef tips, and chicken dressing. Don't forget our chase burgers and sweet tea, sandwiches and salads. Homemade desserts made fresh every day. Open for breakfast and lunch Monday through Saturday. Come see us at Frontier Diner in Little Rock. Take the baseline X off of I-30 across the interstate from Home Depot where you come as guests and leave as family. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. If I wrote you a symphony It's 11.39 in the Zone. Nick Saban retiring if you missed it. So many good things from Nick Saban over the years. Easily frustrated, but I think as soon as he walked out of the room with reporters, he was just fine. Went back to work. You've talked about Jalen Merrill's unique skill set. Just given that, is there a thought of maybe putting a package together for him, regardless of Bryce's injury status? We already have one. So, do you want us to put a new one together now just because he might play or use the old one? I mean, we can do either one. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go talk to the offensive coaches and see. Again, you know, I don't talk to Jimbo on a regular basis, but I'll call him and tell him right after the conference if you want me to. I mean, you, you guys think I'm going to tell you what we're going to do with our offense and our team? You, you, you might as well make it up. I, I saw today where there's headlines in the paper that, you know, I'm going to keep it a secret what we're going to do with Bryce. I'm, that's. It sounded like me making that statement, but it. Re- I've never said that, but it, it was there in black and white. Like, so you can make up whatever you want to make up. You know, look at somebody else's running quarterback and say they should put these plays in. I think that'd be a better way to do it. 
So Nick Saban. You got to have some stroke to be able to do that on a regular basis with your media members. I, I saw a guy talking about it. They covered him on the regular basis. Uh, it was an ESPN montage they did, and he said he would make you think that he does not care about what is written or said, but he knows everything that's written and said. And he uses it to whatever advantage he can. The guy's a master manipulator in all the right ways. Tom Murphy will be good tomorrow. Yeah. Because he, he was there for a while covering him on a daily basis. Good point. You do what everybody else in the media does, just create some and throw it on the wall and see what sticks, which is what I see happening everywhere. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. You know, all that stuff you write about how good we are and all that stuff they hear on ESPN, it's like poison. You know what I mean? It's like taking poison, like rat poison. So we're going to play everybody who can expedite winning the game. That's what, that's what we're going to do. So I don't think anybody should expect us to do anything else. Do you guys take math? Do you have math class? <laughs> don't, don't, can you, did you learn how to add when you did have math class? Like 22 and 3 make 25? I mean, if I could tell you why you asked that question, I, hell, I wouldn't be up here. Right? I mean, so how do I know why we didn't practice good on Wednesday? Now, you all scared to ask another question? <laughs> Gonna miss him. Uh, speaking of coaches and uh, unique ones at that, how about Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh just got himself a nice little chunk of cheese for that 34-13 victory over Washington. So, boy, there is plenty of motivation to try to get every edge you can, isn't there? The national championship netted him one million dollars on top of the five hundred thousand he got for the Big Ten East, one million dollars for winning the Big Ten championship game, and five hundred thousand for making the playoff. Mm. Two million in bonuses. And with all things added up, he got more than eleven million bucks last year. Pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. I could see why he's sick of it. Anyway, says he will get all of his bonuses, even though he missed half the regular season games because of suspensions. Wow! Way to go, Michigan! Uh, also, the no fun uh, organization, the NCAA, has shot down an idea that I think would actually be great. A bowl game featuring the two worst teams in college football, that's what a Southern California-based promoter wanted to see happen this year. But the NCAA says there's no chance it would issue the waiver allowing for a proposed irrelevant bowl. Dang, that would be the only way we could see Arkansas in a bowl game. Hateful. Roy Engelbrecht, the bowl games uh, organizer or idea guy, said it would feature a pair of college teams that are either winless or close to it. Cities would put in bids within the first quarter of the year to host the bowl, according to the release. No polls, no rankings, no controversy, just two winless or nearly winless teams looking for redemption and one elusive win. I think if the teams were in, like, if they accepted it, it would be fine. Yep. Here's the thing. But it would be hard to go for, like, a committee to go out and be like, hey, we want you. I played in a high school football program that was not good at all probably because of recruiting by private schools. Just kidding. We didn't play any private schools. We just sucked for another reason. We weren't good at all. And I remember one year we had not won a game. It was my freshman year, and I was we were so bad. I was playing on varsity. That's how terrible we were. Um, and we had a team vote, and it came down to this other school. Had won some games, but they were a 1A school. We were a 4A school or 3A school. And uh, they wanted to play an extra game. They didn't make the playoffs. We weren't in the playoffs because we hadn't won a game. And the seniors voted to play it. And I was like, what is the upside here? We're going to beat a team that's like three classifications smaller than us? And what if you lose? And if we lose, it's going to be worse. Yeah. But we voted to play them, and we won. Hey. But we sucked. But it was great. I was so happy we played it. The seniors got to go out with a win. It was awesome. Hmm. It didn't mean anything. But it was fun. It was kind of our own little bowl game. So I don't see what's wrong with that. You take the two worst Power 5 teams by some metric, stick them in a bowl game, and let's go. They got big fan bases. I think that'd be fun. Bowl game is a reward for a, se- <laughs> a season. season. Yeah. And for some, it's a mediocre season of right. six and six. Do you reward a team that hasn't won any games? Or if they went one and 11. But you could say this is a reward for all the work that you put in yeah. and did not get the results that you wanted. Nobody's trying to suck. You listen to this show every day. You can tell we're putting effort in. It may not be any good, but we are trying Arkansas is not trying to lose to Georgia. Anyway, I think it would be fun. I would watch it. And there's money to be made, if you're a better. 
And it's football. But think about it, like Vanderbilt wins one game next year mm-hmm. and like I don't know, throw a team out there. Idaho. No, Power Five. Power Five. Oh. Rutgers. It's got to be Power Five. Yeah, like I think that you take the worst two because you want to have some kind of fan base. Because if I'm bidding on it, I need True. some people coming here. You're not yeah. putting San Jose State. In right. There. Yeah. Got you. And yeah, you want it to be somewhat relatively regional for the two. Yeah. I don't know. It's a long shot. I don't hate it though. It sounds like a dumb idea initially, but You'd probably just get two Big Ten West teams. In to there. me, it's like peanut butter on a burger. Initially, you're like, I don't know about that, but then you're like, oh, that's pretty good. I kind of like this idea. The more you and think you need about to put it. it on a day where there's no other football. Yeah, it's the only game on yeah. TV that day, hundred percent. I'm yeah. for it. It could be Brock Purdy could be the like MC mm-hmm. or the Mr. honorary Relevant. chairman. Yeah. yeah, flip the coin. Yeah, thank you, coin flipper. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought, well, that was stupid. But I talk you into it. Maybe so. Okay. Look at this. I don't think it hurts anything. No. What's no. the downside? Who cares? More practices. <laughs> Who needs it more than a one-win team <laughs> yeah. or a no-win team? It was about, oh, bowl practice, bowl practice. I mean, Nick would complain because it's like, ah, it's taking down recruiting time. I hate winning championships. It's cutting into recruiting schedule. Those coaches need to recruit. No, those coaches need to retire. <laughs> those coaches do, but you're right. When you're Nick Saban and you're worried about recruiting time when you just won a national title and you're pissed off about the time you missed, then you need to do something else. Well, let's think about it. The coaches of that, that, that team that's winless or 1-11, yeah, probably – just been fired so there's a lot of things going on it's a great point too it's a great point too great point um okay we'll hit a break it's 11:47. those are all things to consider wes those are all things to consider uh, a little more nick saving into the break i don't remember this one it's talking about a, it's a dating story i'm sure i'll remember when we play it but they had a homecoming day for nick saban and all the guys I went to high school with and all the people, the family, you know, yeah. came to it. It was a big deal. And it was wonderful. It really was. But when I was a kid growing up, my dad owned a service station. And we lived in the country. And my wife, who was, I tried to date from the time I was in the seventh grade, she would never, ever date me. Never, ever go out with me. She had this guy named Mickey Schaefer that she was always boyfriend with. She was from the city. She went to East Fairmont. She was the, the queen bee, the drum majorette and all that stuff and you know I, I mean I just could not get a date and here I am the country bumpkin out here pumping gas every day and it's in those days it's full service now I mean it's not like today somebody comes in pumps your own gas you collect the money I mean you had to clean the windows check the oil change tires mufflers grease cars I mean I was filthy dirty black fingernails all the time could never get a date could never get a date so finally, when I got in high school, we were pretty good. We, we were just a class double-A school. She went to a big triple-A school, and we always played them, and we beat them like a drum. But she finally noticed me. She finally noticed me. And I finally got a date. And she had dated this Mickey Schaefer guy for like six years. So when we go back for this reunion, lo and behold, Mickey Schaefer owns a service station. And Terry and I have been married for 42 years, so however many that was, minus five. So I said, I am not going to miss the opportunity to do a drive-by. <laughs> Just to make sure she kind of knows how she picked. <laughs> so we, we drive by Mickey Schaefer service station, and I said, see there, honey? There's your boy, Mickey Schaefer. I said, if you'd have married him, that's where you'd be now. She said, bull if I'd have married him, he'd be the head coach at Alabama now. So. Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Rates as low as 3.99% on 22, 23, and 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Now listen to me now. Offer valid through January 31st only. Get approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. 
but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Do you need health insurance? Open enrollment for the Arkansas Health Insurance Marketplace is happening now. Do you have questions about plans and coverage or need help with enrollment? Visit myarinsurance.com to connect with an Arkansan waiting to help at no cost to you. But hurry, the final open enrollment deadline for 2024 health insurance coverage is January 16th. Find help today at myarinsurance.com. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Klein, owner of Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. I've got some sizzling news for you. I'll take it from here, Joe. It's me, your best friend and satisfied customer, Roger Scott, to tell you about the incredible savings Corky's has on their ribs. Okay, best friend, uh, whatever. We made bulk purchases of our mouth-watering ribs, and now we're passing the savings on to you. Get your regular slab and slab dinner at $5 off. That's on top of our already best prices in town. That is a deal you cannot ignore, but here's the kicker, Joe. Corky's is more than just ribs. Roger, we got unforgettable burgers, chicken sandwiches, catfish, salads, and a whole lot more. The variety here is off the charts. And it's not just about the food, Joe. It's about the value for your dollar. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue, where your satisfaction is our priority. You said it, Rog. Come on down to Corky's in Little Rock, North Little Rock. Taste the savings, enjoy the flavors, and make your dining experience one to remember. Now say you were my best friend. But you're my best friend. <laughs> you're listening to The Zone with Justin Acre and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. You know, the, I say this to every team, and I, I give them this sermon every team in the beginning of the season because I want them to relate to this. You know, if you want to be happy for an hour, eat a steak. If you want to be happy for a day, go play golf. If you want to be happy for a week, go on a cruise. If you want to be happy for a month, go buy a new car. But if you want to be happy in your life, just ask yourself one question. If I didn't show up here today, would anybody miss my ass? Because then you know you accomplished something of significance. And I always relate this back to if you could just be the best you can be. And I always relate this because this is said the best, and I'm paraphrasing this. Martin Luther King, this must have been 60, 70 years ago, gave a speech about the street sweeper. But he started out saying, there's a shoeshine guy in Montgomery, Alabama at the green stamp store who is the only guy I'll let shine my shoes because the pride and performance that guy has in shining your shoes and the great feeling he has when you tell him he did a good job. And then he goes on to say, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper in the world. Sweep the streets like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel, like Shakespeare wrote literature. Let him post a sign that says the best street sweeper in the world lives right here. Because if you do that, you accomplish the best there is in life, which is knowing you did your best to be the best you could be, no matter what you choose to do. Now, to me, that says it all. That says it as well as you can say it. Now, the challenge is, is that's not natural. That's not normal. What I said before, human nature is to be what? Just to survive. It's not to win the championship. It's not to be special. It's not to have the best business. It's just to do good enough. So that's the challenge that we all have. I really have a greater appreciation for these Nick Saban quotes 
and funny stories and things now that he's not going to be beating the hell out of Arkansas anymore. Mm -hmm. So I played these even when he was the head coach and even when he was competing against Arkansas and the rest of the nation in the SEC, but they're easier to appreciate now. Safe to say? Yes. I mean, that's a couple of really good stories. And something that struck me during that when he was talking about if you uh, don't show up, do they miss you? He showed up to work today, by the way. Yeah. He's he's working. He said, I am here to help the the team, the players, the program in this transition time make yep. it as smooth as possible. 100%. And he should. Now the question becomes, who they got on the hook? So, And when are we going to find out? I guess before the end of the week, it sounds like. But we'll see. Well, the 24-hour, the 72-hour clock started ticking last night. So we're not even to 24 hours. So mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, yeah. They wouldn't do it on a news dump day on Friday, right? Well, you got to let, yeah. You want to let them uh, clear out all the montages of Belichick's rants and conversations and wins, and thing mm-hmm. same for Pete Carroll. So I don't know. I guess, but you don't want to do it Saturday where the NFL is taking center stage. Uh-uh. Tomorrow. Monday. That's past seventy-two hours. You say tomorrow? Tomorrow. I think tomorrow's a day too. Makes sense. You do a big press conference in the afternoon? Yeah. Time is of the essence. Yep. you got 30, or 30. You've got the entire team that can jump into the portal right now for 30 days. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure they don't do They've already lost a five-star wide receiver. How will they ever survive? Committed. Yeah. But, you know, there are things you got to do. Sure. Segment brought to you in part by our friends at Cash over in the River Market, CashLittleRock.com. If you are uh, trying to book a party, they've got some great rooms, and that is for any kind of event. And we talk about holiday parties, or did talk about holiday parties around the holidays. But you have a lot of other reasons to celebrate in 2024, hopefully. And they've got smaller rooms, like the bio room that holds around 30 folks. And if you've been upstairs, you know it would be a great place to host a gathering. So if you're trying to impress your clients or have a uh, maybe a rehearsal dinner or a party celebrating an engagement or whatever any old reason will do get over to cash little rock or call them at 501-850-0265 it's right in the river market they've got uh valet parking there and it is uh, a wide variety on the menu as well for lunch or dinner and they will be happy to take care of you uh right there in the river market so it's a great spot and again i love the upstairs space because well you can look out over the river market off that uh Outdoor deck they've got up top. Really nice. And uh, I don't know how much time you want to spend outside this weekend, but it's a good spot through the year in the heart of the river market. Go by and see our friends at Cash. All right, Chris is here. We're going to talk to him about uh, what's happening with Rock and Roll Sushi. We are going to get our review of this Chappelle stand-up on Netflix. I'm curious to get his thoughts. I'm not going to say a word before he weighs in, but I have some opinions as well. See how many sake bombs Dave earned himself this time around. And again, Dave can only be measured against Dave. Correct. You can't measure him against other comedians because he's on another planet right now. 100%. So we'll get into that coming up. And, uh, yeah, good final hour after this. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for?